welcome to the Growing for Success podcast powered by The Greenhouse, a diverse group of industry experts aligned to help you grow personally and professionally to the next stage. Let's grow. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Growing for Success podcast. Today, you're joined by Preston Broughton here, and today I'm going to be talking about a great topic that I'm very, very interested in, and I'm excited to share some more information with you about it. It is NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. I'm a certified master practitioner in NLP and mental emotional release along with hypnotherapy. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of an introductory episode here on what NLP is. And before we get started, I just want to point out a link in the show notes that we're going to link to. It is a blog about what NLP is and how it kind of affected me in my personal development journey and what it can do if, if someone's able to do a breakthrough session with us. It really is a great tool that we utilize for people to get through barriers they may have created for themselves and really get them to the success that they want to gain. And now to get started, I really want to point out that at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk about a couple tips and tricks that you can utilize from NLP to really help yourself in the personal development game and also grow the trajectory of your career. First thing I'm going to start with is just some definitions. Uh, when we talk about what NLP is, I, as I mentioned earlier, it's called Neuro Linguistic Programming. And we talk about neuro. Neuro talks about the nervous system or the mind through which all of our experiences are processed through our five senses, which are visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory. The linguistic part of it is, as it sounds, it's the language and other nonverbal communication systems through which our neural representations are coded. Those are coded through different things that we experience in life, whether they're pictures, sounds, feelings, tastes, smells, and words, uh, and also talk that we have in our, internally uh, to ourselves. And then programming is really the patterns part of this. It's the ability to discover and utilize the programs that we run in our neurological systems to achieve our specific and desired outcomes. So it's really taking all of those things before all the visual, the auditory, the kinesthetic, olfactory, gustatory, and all of the pictures, sounds, and feelings, and tastes that we, that we see and we take in from the world around us, and just taking, putting them into different patterns that we're going to be able to recognize going forward in our lives. So if you think of it this way, if you think of yourselves wherever you're sitting, standing, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you yourself, you are basically in the world that's around you. So there is about 2 million bits of information that you are running into on a second by second basis. So all of those 2 million bits are coming at you at a rate of speed that is unfathomable. Our brains can only represent or filter through about 126 of those bits. So what happens is when those bits come into your head, they get filtered out and they get filtered out through all the patterns that you've already figured out in your life. So they kind of get filtered in and then they go into what uh, is called an internal representation into your mind. So what you see, someone else might not see the same thing because they have a different internal representation. The way that you react to those things is they get filtered through that internal representation. They also get filtered through whatever state that you're in, um, whatever emotions that you're feeling, and then also what how you are actually feeling physiologically. So so like if you're feeling a pain somewhere, if you're feeling different things, after it goes through all the internal representations, the state that you're in and the physiological situation you're in at that point, it comes out as behavior. So whatever you're taking in, like if you're the perfect example is if you're driving a car, when you're driving a vehicle, there's so many things that are coming at you. 
And if something happens, it, it goes directly into your brain. You create an internal representation. It goes through the states and the physiological that you're feeling. And usually it comes out as either a positive, negative uh, emotion. Usually when you're driving, it's going to be a negative emotion because you're upset about something because there's a lot of things happening in that uh, short amount of time. So you can kind of see there's so many things happening in that situation and it gets filtered out and it comes out as a behavior that you've exhibited through that process of your brain. And along those same lines, you filter through different things with those internal representations due to the fact that we have kind of two different minds in our heads. There's what we call the conscious mind, and then there's what we call the unconscious mind. I like to equate it as there is a grown adult living in our head, and there's also a small child living in our head. And that would be the conscious mind being the adult, the unconscious mind being the small child. If you think about when you were a young kid and when you first started remembering memories, um, you normally see just a huge picture of whatever that memory was. And the reason being is our unconscious mind, it really runs in pictures. And that's the biggest thing that I, that I can stress about the unconscious mind is that if you're seeing a picture, you're channeling your unconscious mind. And your ability to kind of project on those pictures is you using your conscious mind and the things that you've learned to project onto that picture. So the kind of the cool thing about the unconscious mind is it does a lot of things that you don't even have to think about it doing. It just does it automatically. One of the biggest things is that it runs the body and it's the domain of all the emotions. So if you're feeling an emotion for whatever reason, that's coming straight from your unconscious mind. Some of the crazy things that it actually does that you're probably not gonna think about is that it represses memories with unresolved negative emotions. It may keep those repressed memories repressed for your protection presents those memories for resolution. So like if you're in a situation and you feel something come up that you've dealt with in the past and you're kind of like, why am I feeling that right now? It may be because your brain actually wants you to get over that certain thing. So uh, that's the great thing with NLP is that it helps you get over those little barriers or blocks that may have started in your life and you don't know how to get over them. Some of the other great things that the unconscious mind does is it does not process the negatives. The best example you can use is when someone says, don't think of an elephant. What's the first thing you do? You think of an elephant. These are the ways that we know this unconscious mind is still part of us is because all these things that it does, you can see it in little uh, intricate ways if you know how to access it. And that's the cool thing about NLP is it helps you access it a little bit more. And now switching to the conscious mind, the conscious mind is really something that allows us to really live in the societies and the world that we live in. And that's taking in all the things that are surrounding us. Like right now I'm recording this and I see some chairs next to me. Like I know those are chairs. All the things that I've learned in my life are in my conscious mind and I can clearly state that those are chairs. And one way that I like to use the ability to really hone into my conscious mind is think about ways that I can really use my conscious mind more effectively in connecting with individuals. Because the big thing about NMP that I enjoyed is that it was the first thing to help me learn a lot about my mind and how other people's minds work as well, because that's the root of all the things that have ever happened on the earth for us as uh, the human species. Those chairs, again, like that was started with just an idea from someone. It was created by someone with their hands. It was shipped to us by someone. Um, and so all those things are starting points that were started in someone's brain. So if you know how to utilize all the connections and how to be able to communicate effectively with other individuals, it's just going to help you so much more. So I'm going to give you a couple tips right here. One of the big things that they teach in NLP is called rapport. And when you think of rapport, it's really just your ability to connect with someone and how fast that can be established with them. And as we know, there's a lot of things that happen in that back-to-back -back conversation or situations that happen, but I'm going to break it down for you a little bit. When we think about having a conversation with someone, we think about talking with them. Well, in that situation, 
7% of the words that we say are the only things that are making positive representations. There is a tonality and then there's a physiological aspect that really are the biggest things that you want to think about. So if we break it down from 100% in a situation like that, words are 7% of the components, tonality is 38%, and then physiological and how you're really holding yourself is 55%. And that's kind of the body language portion of it. So that comes into posture, gestures, facial expressions. Your tone is really like how fast you're talking, the pitch that you're talking at, and the loudness that you're talking with. And then uh, the words are obviously just keywords, common experiences. One of the greatest things that you can do is to know exactly how someone is really thinking of and how are they able to access things, pick up on things a little bit better. So when you're talking with someone, there's four indicators that you can really utilize to help you connect with someone better. And when individuals are talking or connecting, there's four ways that they really connect with someone. When you think of a way of learning, there's four different ways that someone really likes to learn. The first one is kinesthetic. That's a feeling. That's an internal feeling that they have. The second one is going to be visual. And this is pretty simple. It's they see things different ways and they learn things better by seeing things. There's auditory, which is they can listen to stuff and they can learn stuff just by hearing it. And the fourth one is kind of the outlier, which is auditory digital. And this is more of a person who's really internal and they like to think about things to make sure they make sense. So when you're talking with people, the best things that you can actually do to learn which one of these they are is just listen to them talk. Because if they're a kinesthetic person, when you're talking about things, one of the biggest things you're going to notice is that they're going to say, you know, when I think about this thing, I feel this, I feel this, I feel this. They're going to say a lot of things about feeling. And that's one way to know that they're a kinesthetic learner because if they're doing that, they use a lot of internal feelings to validate all their internal representations that they're having. Now, the best thing that you can do is that when you're talking back to them, you can say, oh yeah, I feel this, I feel this, and they're gonna instantly gain a rapport with you and really see the connections that you guys have. The next one is the visual one. They're going to also talk in the very ridge of like, I see things as this, I see things like this, I see things like that. And then that's another way to notice what kind of learner they are. And in that case, they're gonna be a visual learner. And then with an auditory learner, the biggest things you're going to notice is that they hear a lot of different things. And they're going to say, I hear this, I hear this. When they get to a point when they feel like they have connected with you, they're going to like ask you, like, how do I know you? Uh, have we met before? These are questions that they're going to ask to get validation to really connect with you as well. But you're going to notice that they're going to be a lot more hearing based with that auditory. And then if they're kind of the outlier, which is like the digital auditory, these people spend a fair amount of time talking to themselves. Uh, they will want to know if your product or, product or service makes sense. Uh, so that's where they're going to spend a little bit more time internally. So they're going to be a little bit more of a wild card for you to feel and uh, figure out which one they are. Uh, the best thing you can do in this situation is really just allow yourself to really connect with them and kind of see what they're doing and kind of do some uh, pacing and leading, which basically allows you to really connect with them on an energy level. Because if you're doing the same thing that they're doing, you're going to be able to get in rapport with them as well. That's just a really quick synopsis of some things that you can do to really connect with individuals when you're meeting them for the first time. Like I said, guys, check out the link in the show notes here. It's, got, it's connected to a great blog that we've created about what NLP is and what a breakthrough session is. We're happy to connect with anyone who has more questions about this. Keep on listening to the Growing for Success podcast. Keep on growing, everyone.
Thank you for listening to the Growing for Success podcast, powered by The Greenhouse. Connect with us at growingforsuccess.com and subscribe to the podcast with new episodes every week. Let's grow.